You are listening to Training Talks with T. The purpose of this podcast is to bring advanced training knowledge, education, and conversations amongst people in the sports medicine industry to anybody that is wanting to learn more and listen. We will be talking to people in a variety of different positions with no standard set of questions, just kind of seeing where the conversation takes us, looking into new training trends, uh, recovery trends, nutrition trends, what the research shows us, what's working and not working, how athletes are doing, and have a little fun while we're doing it. In the first episode today, we will be talking to Chris Neural. He is the performance manager at Howard Head Performance, which is the performance division of Howard Head Sports Medicine at Vail Health Hospital in Vail, Colorado. Chris is currently my boss. My role is currently performance coordinator at Howard Head Performance. I've worked with him for just over four years now. He has a background in training military professionals, as well as building and developing both training protocols for testing outcomes and entire training programs um, for youth athletes and integrated into that sports medicine setting. Chris is a wealth of information and a really great boss, so let's get into it. Do this. Okay, who are you and what do you do? My name is Christopher John Neural. I am an exercise physiologist, athletic trainer, and strength and conditioning specialist. Um, I get shit done. So... In the world, I'm Taylor's boss. In the world of fitness, there's a lot of people giving random advice that have no background. So, what gives you the right? What gives you the right to advise people? What gives you the right to answer questions and prescribe healthcare? Um, I think at the core, you have to have a formal education. Um, without the formal education. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that just do things based off of their experience, um, but that's extremely dangerous. So I think experience is very important. However, without that formal education, um, there could be some very large mistakes made and assumptions. So education. Right. So you're an exercise physiologist, performance specialist, We'll go into your background in just a second, but at the root of working in human movement, what is your why? What drives you to do what you do? Um, I like to help people. Number one, above all, is help people, whether it's at work, whether it's not at work, um, anything I can do to help people out, which actually gets me into trouble quite a bit because it can be a very big distraction because you always want to help solve people's problems, and that isn't our job. Our job is to help make people healthier. Um so yeah, the why is just to make people happy and healthy. Okay, so then talking about your background, how did you get to where you are today? So you're currently the performance manager of Power Head Performance, um, but what brought you to Vail to fill this role? Mountains. What else? <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be more. Do you want like my background here? You kind of yeah, there's like everything. multiple questions there. Okay, so. Mm. All inclusive. So my first job out of grad school was working as a research assistant for the special operations community. Um, 
where I worked with some very elite level military people, which turned into strength and conditioning job, which turned into a director of human performance for Air Force Special Operations. Um, following that, and there were, when I was working there, there are certain units out in the Colorado area. And I grew up in Nebraska, and so I knew I always wanted to get to Colorado. So even during that job, I kept looking at, okay, how could I turn this job into something in Colorado, um, which never worked. Um, so then after I left that job, I was in upstate New York building a performance program similar to what we do here in Vail. Um, when I saw a position open up to build a program in Vail, Colorado, um, which is where I came out skiing as a kid. My brother's a doctor here at the hospital. Uh, so it was a pretty no-brainer of, all right, let's apply for this and see what happens. And here I am. And here, and here you we are. are. <laughs> okay, so with that all in mind, let's talk about your athletic background. Oh. I know a little bit about it, but what sports did you play growing up? What sports have you enjoyed the most? Um, so growing up, I grew up in Nebraska. So there's no professional sports in the state of Nebraska. So all there is is college football. Yeah, I know you're – get out of here. Um, so growing up in the 80s and 90s, Nebraska was the powerhouse, number one team in the nation almost every year. We just dominated. Um, so as a kid, you grew up just dreaming of playing football. And so that's what I grew up playing. Uh, but I also went to a very small school. Um, so I was able to play pretty much any sport I wanted. So we I played – uh, football, basketball, and track. I did wrestling for a little bit, a little bit of baseball. Um, but yeah, I played pretty much every sport that I could. Um, and then I went to college and worked for the track and field team along with cross country. Um, and I found out that I was a really good endurance athlete by kind of going on some runs with them. Um, so then I started competing in triathlons um and road cycling and running races and that took me to world championships and triathlon and now i'm just an old retired guy mountain athlete mountain athlete there we go <laughs> mountain, mountain biking, biking running. trail running you got it so with you played a lot of sports you skied mountain bike yeah. triathlons right. is there it's one easy. sport that you wish you did or could do and be really, really good at it at the elite level? Um, I'd like to be a really good elite baseball player because their just job is the easiest. Like half of them are fat. They don't really do anything. They just step up to the plate and hit a ball. As long as you can hit well. I mean, that's that's <laughs> kind of a joke. Uh, if I could be any athlete, um, I love triathlon, so I'd love to go back to racing at an elite level there. Um, but I also really love team sports. So, I mean, like I said, as a kid, if I could play, if I could change my genetic makeup, I'd be a football player. I love that. I love that game. And in the world of performance, the years that you've had, how many years have been you you've been working in performance? Uh, basically since 2001, so 20 years. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> old. You're old. old. Um, so in all that time, you've met 
a lot of people, you've taught a lot of people, you've hired and fired, learned from. Is there one person in the world of performance that you either really look up to and or just admire in general if it's someone that's younger than you or a different path than you? My number one mentor in the performance world is Russ Orr. Russ Orr is, I think he's now like vice president of performance um, at Exos. Um, so he taught me a lot coming when I got my job with the military, I was a rookie coach, rookie athletic trainer. Um, and he kind of took me under his wing and showed me the ropes and worked with him for on and off for about 10 years. So yeah, Russ, good old Russ. Smooth. I'll be off. so happy He's to so, hear this. I'm going to so send it smooth. to him. <laughs> he, he knows this already. <laughs> Performance from a whole scope, there's a lot of different things, and the, our field is growing and changing. People are doing more research, learning more. Do you see one area in the world of sports performance that is still lacking and needs a lot more growth? And the flip side of that, is there one area that you see kind of dying out or changing significantly? Ooh, that second part's tough. First part's easy. I think it's the brain and sleep piece. Um, you and I have talked quite a bit about this. Um, you know, if I could fix one thing in your average person, it's to improve their sleep. Because if we can improve their sleep, then the hormonal effects and just focus, everything else kind of comes into play. Recovery, um, everything improves if you improve sleep. Um, there's no downside of sleeping better um, that I know of. Um, anything that's outdated what was it that's outdated kind of becoming the less important part the more we learn or just has changed massively as we've learned more in this industry Hmm. it's tough because you see everything if you look at performance over the years like you look at equipment and everything that we use and that we do everything like goes in it's cyclical right so like kettlebells were a thing back in what the fifties or something like that. Like all the maces and um, whatnot. And now all that's popular and cool again. So let's see. What's something that, uh, man, that's tough. I've never thought about that question. What do you think? Um, Number one piece of advice is obviously get that formal education, but then assuming that's already in place is do an internship or do a graduate assistantship, do some sort of high intensity labor uh, work in the performance world. Um, I think that really sets the stage. Like you look at, you know, you, you look at anybody else that's come through Exos, they do an incredible job with their uh, internships of, teaching methods and systems and processes and how to set things up. Everything from what should a gym look like when somebody walks in to train and having everything laid out and prepared um, to just the overall programming. Um, I think there's a ton that you learn from that. It's a good way to take what you've learned in those textbooks and in these formal education and then figure out how to apply it. Because as soon as you graduate college, you have that formal education, but and that is important. So I'm kind of contradicting myself and that's super important, but you need to know how to apply that stuff. Um, and if you just take a big job right out of college, 
you're going to have some massive, massive failures that could have been avoided with a little bit of extra experience and guidance from some sort of mentor in an internship type program. Yeah. And I think with that, with that type of internship or intensive work, right, as you're entering the industry, you have a better appreciation from some of that work down the road. You pay more attention to details, but also you understand why and how people appreciate that throughout your career instead of skipping that step and overlooking some of those details that clients, patients, athletes notice. notice, It makes a big difference. I think it also helps teach you a work ethic. Yeah. So I think most people that when I look at a resume, I look for an internship or a graduate assistantship because I know that that person has busted their ass and done a ton of work. Um, So I know they're going to show up with that work ethic of getting things done. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. Anytime. For young coaches coming into this industry and or people transitioning from other industries, what is the number one and maybe one A, because people tend to ramble with this type of question, a piece of advice that you would give them. Something to read, something to learn, yep. something like that. I don't think that necessarily one piece is dying or, or going away. I think that we are getting smarter at using all the different pieces appropriately. I would agree. So I think we used to see people dive and be only using kettlebells yeah. or cold plunge for an hour a day, like just these big dramatic pieces. And I think people are getting less into like just so hyper-focused on one thing. And they're, we're doing a better job as an industry of blending techniques and being more well-educated on how they work together. I like that. So one of the first thing, the first thing that popped into my head that's kind of along those same lines is if you think about like sports specific training, right? That can be very dangerous, but at the same time, you get to a high level, it is very important. So I think some of the sports specialization in younger athletes, I mean, this is, everybody's talked about this for the past 20 years, but some of that sports specification in young athletes needs to go by the wayside um, because of all the injuries and imbalances and issues and burnout that it, it creates. So I think I think, yeah, well-rounded, whether it's equipment, whether it's programming, and especially at a young age, we need to be focusing on the fundamentals and not doing sports-specific. So, yeah, there we go. And with that, I think sports psych has become a much larger piece of this industry. So we're learning more about what goes into burnout. That's true. And as kids get older, what plays into them maintaining this high level of performance from a mental side. Yeah, so if we bring that brain piece, brain and sleep, which sports psych is the brain piece, um then yeah that all plays together yeah i like it okay two more questions for you okay one is as you've been in a management position you're a leader on our team and have been on other teams what is one thing that you're always looking for when you're adding somebody to your team what is the the biggest is her name taylor hefner (laughs) um no i look at two things when i hire somebody i want to know um, their personality, what kind of personality they have, and then their work ethic. Because if you get the right personality with a strong work ethic, you can teach that person anything that you want, and they can fit into any situation. You can make something work. Um, so those are the two qualities that I look for in every single interview. Everything else is just fluff after that. I agree. You can teach anything that's in a textbook. You can teach someone if they're willing to learn it. You got it. 
Um, and then the second or the last question I have for you is 